Shalom, Abraham, of the Mesachasoy, the Dav Mamdal, the last half of the eighth paragraph of Mesachasoy, today's Dav discusses some Gazeras there, Abonon, Tumadal Ramas, around a maze versus uh, the Chatzar of a maze, uh, what one should uh, schedule his life order in learning and working, how one should learn to attain learning, what's qualified as a Yarevarach Leva of someone who is faint of heart. How they would set up uh, guards to prevent people from retreating, and the the next paragraph begins with the discussion of Egla Rufa, of how much of Sanhedrin needed to be there for an Egla Rufa who doesn't, when we don't do an Egla Rufa. We go with Rabbi Yitzchok Omar Rabbi Yoichar, and he says in the name of Rabbi Yitzchok Ben Yaakov, there was not a lot of marry a stepsister who grew up with her step brothers because it looks like she's a sister. But the Gemara says again, we don't pass on like this because. People will know there's a call that she's a stepsister. Next, Rabbi Yitzchok Rabbi Yechonan says in the name of Rabbi Yechonan, that if someone, an Oni is collecting like a Chechan but he gathers so much that it turns into a Goyren, into a granary, he now has to take Meiser off of it because it looks like a personal inventory, not one which was taken from other fields. But Ula says that only applies in a field, but if this Goyren of Lakachikampea is in a city, there is a call. He brings it in a little bit at a time. People recognize that it's not a, a shipment of harvest. Third, from in the name of Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, if someone has a little tree that's less than a tefach tall, there's no issue of klayim with the plants near it. But that's only if there's two and two. But if there is an entire field of these small plants, that will require, uh, that would be an issue of klayim. Since it's not just one tree sticking out, the whole thing is, the whole carrot is this short sort of a tree because of its chashivas regoiza that it is an issue of climate. It's like Zerus Terabonon. Next, Rav Yitzchok Omar Rav Yoichelon says from Rav Ben Yaakov, a corpse, a maze, is typhus. It grabs in the four amas around it, making that entire area tame. It's also Zerus Terabonon to avoid oil actually going above the body. We have a price uh, about, about this when it comes to a chutzer that has a, a caver in it. Someone who's standing in that chutzer is tar, as long as there's four amas in that chutzer, according to Bishamah. Bishamah says even if there's four tefachim in that chutzer, besides for the caver, obviously, this is the, 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 the area outside of the cave where the body is, Bishamah says even four tefachim is enough to separate you, and you'll be tar over there. But again, that only qualifies the b'risa when the opening is on top. But Beis Hillel would agree with Beis that you need four amas if the entrance is above. Then there's more of a chash of the person landing and acquiring a Tomas oil. If the entrance is on the side, then Beis Hillel says it's for Tzvachim. You could just avoid the caver. But again, this whole machlekes is when there's a caver, a closed-off caver. If there is an actual mace, then the Tomas will be toyface. Next, anybody who, who is scared, Rachel Levov, he's exempt from war. But before we get to that, we have someone who was is engaged, Mu Oras Isha. He's exempt from war as well. So the Gemara clarifies that whether the person is engaged to a Basula, an Almona, a Shemer Yavam, even in the case of the Shemer Yavam, if there are five brothers who are waiting to do Yibam to this woman, only one of them is actually going to do Yibam, they're all going to be Pater. They all go back from the war. However, if it's an illegal marriage, the Pasuk says, 
this is a coin gadol married to an almana, a grush or a grush and a chalitza to a coin hedoit or mamzer and a sina or a basisrael to a mamzer or a nesin. They're not potter. They don't get to go back from the war to go back to their illegal marriage. This sounds like a disagreement with Rabbi Yisachar because Rabbi Yisachar holds that anybody who is a, a rachalevov, someone who is scared, and Rabbi Yisachar explains what does it mean to be scared. It means to be scared of his averus. Anyone who's, who has done averus goes home from war. If one of these marriages are illegal, that's an avera. That should be a patur in itself. But our Brisa is saying someone in an illegal marriage is not exempt from the war. The Gemara answers that we could even be going like a Yisachar Lili. But we have to consider Rabba's statement. Rabba holds that in these illegal marriages, he's only chayiv once they actually have be'ila. The Pasuk says, lo yikach, because lo yichalel. He's not going to be chayiv for being lo yikach, from taking this illegal partner until they actually have be'ila. Therefore, in our Mishnah, when we're saying that these people are not exempt from war if they're in an illegal marriage. That's only if they hadn't actually been boiled them yet because they don't, they don't qualify as a Yerach Levov. Next, Gemara points out that the Pasuk is teaching us a progression of life. First, it says someone who built a house, planted a vineyard, and then it says someone who got married. The Torah is teaching us Derech Eretz. First, someone should build a house, then plant a vineyard, and then get married. Shlomo Melech also told us this in his Chochmah, in his great wisdom. He said, "Hochim ba'chutz melachtecha, alsida besode lechol achar v'nisa besecha." After building a house and working the field, then build your home. Hochim ba'chutz melachtecha is referring to a home, an actual house. The other of asode loch is referring to a vineyard, and achar v'nisa besecha is referring to marriage. An alternate version of this. Is that Hachim Bachutz Melachtecha is referring to Torah? The Atida Besadcha Lach is referring to a vineyard, and Achor Vaniso Besacha is referring to. The Atida Besadcha Lach is Mishnayis, and Achor Vaniso Besacha is Gemara. A third interpretation is is that Hachim Bachutz Melachtecha is Mikra and Mishnah. The Atida Besadcha Lach is Gemara, and Achor Vaniso Besacha is referring to Maisim Toivim. The fourth interpretation of Eliezer ben Noisha Yisaglili says that Hachim Achutz Melachtecha is referring to Mikra Mishnah and Gemara. The Atudah Besodechel Besodecholach is Maisim Toivim, and finally Achor Vanisu Besecha is Darshaning and being Mekabel Schar. Now there are those that don't go back home, and including that is someone who builds a security booth, a port, something that's not meant for living. In the Brisa we learn that even if he had only added a, a one layer of brick to his home, he, he is exempt from war to go home and live in that extension. Rebeliezer says that even if someone builds a house in Sharon, even though it's a full house, he doesn't go back for that. And the Gemara explains from Abraisa, because they would have to renew that twice a week. They were very flimsy homes that would fall apart. So that wasn't something that you get exempt from war from. Now, there are those who don't go out to war at all. And that includes someone who is marrying a new woman, the Isha Chadasha. How do we know that an Amana and Grusha also qualifies to patch someone from war? If he actually married her, that's what the Pasuk says, Isha, to include any woman. Aye, so why does it say Isha Chadasha? It has to be a new woman to him, which means 
excluding the case of someone who remarries his Gurusha. Next up, we have a Pasuk of Loyotz about Tzava. I would think that these people who are just got married, just built their new home, right? those that were totally part of Mora, but I would think that it's true they don't go out to war, war it's about Tzava, but maybe they still have to Take care of other things in the in you know behind the enemy line behind behind the scenes. You have to bring water and food and fix the roads. Then no no no. The pasuk says lo ya very love. They're not allowed to have anything to do with the war. They go home. Or maybe someone who builds a house but didn't actually inaugurate it yet. If he planted the karam but didn't complete it yet. If he only, was only engaged to a woman, maybe also they're totally put from war. No, that's what this pasuk says. A love. That, yeah, you don't actually go out to war and fight, but you still have to stay in the army and help with the war. Now that the Pasuk says, Lo yavar, Why does the Pasuk need to say, Lo It sounds like they're both saying, don't go out to war. The Gemara says, yeah, there's two separate lavin. Now we have a new Mishnah that says, We have the Pesukim of the Dabra El Ha'am, and had these policemen, besides for the Kohen Meshuach, Melchama, they had these policemen, the Shaitrim. They would also speak to the nation. Rabbi Kiva tells us that someone who is a Yore Verach Haleva, he's scared and, and, and weak hearted. It means literally that. That he's not able to withstand the the pressures of the war. That the, if he sees a sword, he just melts. Rabbi Yisagalili says, a Yore Verach Haleva refers to someone who has done a virus. And according to Yisagalili, the Torah just added on the people who got married and built a house and a vineyard so to allow the people who have Averis to go home uh, with that crowd. Everyone can go home you know, with their head held high because no one knows why they're going home. This highlights the tremendous sensitivity of the Torah. Rabbi Yossi says that if there's an illegal marriage in Amonot HaKohen Godol, Gushach Lutzah, HaKohen Hedjot, Mamzer Sinasinah marrying a Yisrael, or Abbas Yisrael marrying a Mamzer or Nasin, these also qualify as a Yorei V'Rachalevav, they'd be potter from the war. The Pasuk says, V'hoyo kechalos ha-shoytim l'dabar el-o'am, v'fakhu sorei tzavois b'roish ha-am, v'b'akevoish el-o'am. These policemen were in the front and in the back of the nation. They would stand up strong and straight in the front, and they would stand in the back with these uh, iron weapons. And anyone who tried retreating, running away, they were allowed to thunk them in their thighs and injure them. Because having a soldier running away is terrible for morale. It's an issue of pikuach nefesh. The first step of being defeated is running away. Retreating, the pasuk says, "Nos Israel v'nei plishte v'gam magifa g'doy lahoyse ba'am," and it says, "Vayenusu anche Israel m'pnei plishte v'yipoyilu chalolim." See, running away and falling go hand in hand. The first step of defeat is retreat. But all of these halachas are only by a mechamas haveshos. When it comes to mechamas mitzvah, everyone has to go to war, even a chasan from the yichud room and a kala from the chupa. Rabbi Yehuda says. This only applies by Mechemes Mitzvah, by Mechemes Choyva, everyone has to go. But Mechemes Mitzvah, there are still exemptions. In the Gemara, we say, what's the difference between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yossi Hagalili? It sounds like they're both saying, it's an Avera if one goes back. The only Nafkamina is if it's an Avera de Abanon. According to Rabbi Yossi Hagalili, even if this guy is Yari Verach Leva because he's done Averas de Abanon, he still has to go back. According to Rabbi Yossi, he has to be 
actually being over a Sudar Raisa, like a Namanataka and Godal, an illegal marriage, a rise. Now the Gemara says that the Braisa, that says that someone who speaks between his Tfilin Shalroish and Tfilin Shayad, he's done in Avera, and he would be exempt from war. That would be going like Rabbi Yossi Haglili. He says, even he's, even Averis there abundant part to you from. What about the Braisa that says, if someone hears the sounds of the war horns and he gets so scared, here's the, the clanking of the shields, and he just totally crumbles, that he is also a potter, he, get, he leaves the war. That's like Rabbi Akiva. Sounds like Rabbi Saglili would require him to stay, but the Gemara says the truth is even Rabbi Saglili would let this guy go. He would agree if it's if the guy is that extremely scared because the Pasuk says, and having someone who is so scared in the army will weaken the morale. The Gemara clarifies the Lashon of the Gemara. The Mishnah had said, but really it means the first step to defeat is Nisa running away, retreat. Now, on the subject of Muhammad Rishos, Muhammad Mitzvah, Rabbi Yehudan tells us that Rishos is Darabonon. Rishos Darabonon is a mitzvah, and Rabbi Yehuda says a mitzvah Darabonon is a choiva, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rava tells us that the war that Yeshua fought originally taking over Canaan and Eretz Israel, that was definitely a choiva. The war that David fought to just expand Eretz Israel, everyone agrees that was Rishos. The Machlechus lies in doing precautionary attacks to prevent nations from getting too big, preemptive strikes. One holds that's a mitzvah, one holds that's a rishos. The nafkamina would be whether someone who's oizik by mitzvah would be potter min mitzvah. If it's just a rishos, you won't be potter from a mitzvah. which began discussing just a couple of days ago, the job of the Meshuach Melchama, the riling speech that he gave, the record from the Meshuach Melchama, we begin the ninth parak of Mesech Soita, the final parak. There are those that are annoying to learn this during Sphere Sarimra because it has 49 Dafin, along with Mesech Shvuas. We begin learning about the Egla Arup for the mission over here. The reason why it comes up is because that also, the speech that's said by the Egla Arufa must be said in Lashna Kodesh. The Pasuk says, If they find a corpse between two cities, so there's a kingdom come out and they make a speech and they chop the head of an eagle. Eglarufa. The Mishnah tells us that three members of Bezdin HaGadol from Yerushalayim would come out. Behuda says it was five because the Pasuk says Zekeinecha, which is two. Shevtecha, plural, is another two. And it can't be four because there's no, never an even number in a Bezdin, so it's, we're going to have to add a fifth. If they find the body hidden in a pile or hanging from a tree or floating in water, we would not do the ceremony of Egla Rufa because the Pasuk says Ba'adama, which means in the ground, but not in a pile, on a mound. It says Noifel, that he fell, which means that he can't be up in a tree. And it says Basada, which excludes floating in the water. If they found the body near Somachla, Sefer, or a city that's mostly Goyim, or a city that doesn't have a Bezdin, they don't do Egla Rufa either. And you only measure the distance from the body to the city, if the city has a Besden in it. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.